Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail GLT. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. everybody. Today's date is the 19th of December 2022 and the time is 16.38pm. Now welcome to the Helping Hands podcast. This episode is episode 12, series 3. In the last episode I talked about how important days off and enjoying yourself and listening and telling other people's inspirational stories whilst working. I travelled to Beamish twice to make sure I captured the story of the industrial daily life and the stories of the town people, and looked at inspirational characters and talked about the relation to the radio links and how my interests of children's television and storytelling and how my characters helped each other became apparent as I travelled around the museum and around the world in 80 days. And as we have gone from the change from autumn to winter into the Christmas season, things are now being apparent and changed. I remember some fantastic children's television stories from the 80s and 90s, which all starred the same actor. The example of this is Magic Grandad who played the granddad, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Forge of the Dawn, Treader. The character there was the star. And in Soldier Soldier, um, in the VE episode Series 4 with Dave Tucker, the magic granddad played a character. He played a war veteran. The actor's name was Geoffrey Bolden. Now, originally aired back in 1995 on uh, BBC Two, the school section... Um, 1995 where we saw a young Kirsty Bruce playing the granddaughter of the magic granddad and Kirsty Bruce later went on to play a character in the demon headmaster. Miriam Margols also starred in magic granddad. She later went on to star in Harry Potter which I saw echoes of Harry Potter when I walked down the shambles in York. Today we see Miriam Mongolis and Alan Cummin also wrote about the decade and return to their Scottish roots. I need to look into this programme a little further on Channel 4. We also see their up and coming tour around this season. Whilst in the Beamish Museum 
in the northeast of England. I also remember my time in Chesterton in the Midlands, where I experienced the Heritage Museum of the Apedale Museum, where the mining story came to mind. And I also remember the scene from the film A View to a Kill when they talked about microchips and mining and going under the mine to see what was going on. Back in June 2022, I travelled to Birmingham, somewhere where I once went with university to film some drama documentaries and a very, very good story all about housing. I travelled back to Birmingham several years later to see what had changed. And on the train, and my fascination of research of confectionery and chocolate led me to Cadbury's world. And I learnt about the origins of cocoa and chocolate and how the Aztecs and Mayans helped with the early production of cocoa. I also thought about, interestingly enough, a children's television programme from the 90s. An episode of Power Rangers Zeo and Turbo where the character, the Yellow Ranger, Tanya, ended up going back to find her ancestry. Well, you've actually probably may notice this throughout this podcast series i've been followed around numbers and if you know me um and i know you do some um numbers are following me around um in table numbers when i go for coffee or episode numbers through television shows or just in general podcast numbers very very interesting so as any community children's and family radio show presenter Um, You will all know that it's a really, really great pleasure to try out something new on the day. And actually, when you go out and do your work on location, you are trying new things. It's a real pleasure and an opportunity to do that. And it's fun as well. So it's um, it's, it's quite nice to try try out all the children things. Um, And then um, I know that other people will be able to to try out the things as well. So that's really, really nice. So it's all about the the health and well-being. So... um, on this trip, uh, I decided to try out the ride at Cabri's World, so I ended up on car number eight. Now, as you can all realise, I probably enjoyed this ride a little bit too much because I was smiling the whole way through. Now, we ended up on car number eight, and I smiled sweetly at the attendants as they helped me on the day. Now, I highly recommend this ride, um, as admittedly thought of um, in the, the night garden, uh, the song where um, uh, they, 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 um, they tell the last story and they, and they all go to sleep. Um, another one would have been the gravy, uh, the great movie ride from Florida. Um, always remember that. And the the adipose um, characters from Doctor Who, the David Tennant era and the Doctor Donna episode, um, also starring Sarah Lancashire there. 
I also thought of chocolate and um, the bad wolf of chocolate and the numbers 9, 11, 13 and 8 was following me around. So when these numbers were following me around, I just thought about Christopher Eccleston's story of the bad wolf and Rose Tyler uh, right at the end when they realised that they were being followed around by bad wolf. Um, and the monologue around that very very interesting to to those uh, children's television fans out there now on the day I made my own chocolate stencil which was absolutely fantastic uh, and I remembered being a child and I dated it the 6th of June 2022 exciting summer I had now for more information on Cabby's World please visit cabbysworld.co.uk now, I also visited the little town of Bourneville, where I visited the Caffarere Tea Shop. And um, I it was actually the only place open on a Monday. So, so um, I was able to have a nice cup of tea, which was lovely. Now, I noticed the, the cactus on the back wall there and a, a taxi where I saw people in the little taxi. And I immediately thought of the 1970 version of Paddington Bear. Um, another uh, very positive uh, figure for diversity and inclusion um, and that sort of era of the 1970s children's television programme which everybody enjoyed and loved. Also the colour yellow was following me around, very very interesting. I think I was on the right lines with the storytelling here. Now uh, for my birthday I had, back in April uh, uh, prior to this, I, I had a yellow purse uh, bought for me and then I went down to Dagfields in Nantwich uh, which is like a, an antiques place I, I just had a walk around on the day and I bought myself a little um, yellow handbag it's amazing what you find when you aren't looking so that was all to do with the the, the colour yellow now normally um, when I was talking about summertime I would have thought about Sebastian Flight, Julia Fight um, in Brighthead Revisited and Charles Ryder and um, Bridie and Cordelia where they, they spent their summers at Brideshead's drinking champagne and strawberries but for me this summer was very very different. Now the upcoming events at Cadbury's World are the Christmas celebration weekends which are coming up now. There is also a toddler story time adventure with Father Christmas and the, the Panto fun continues. The story of Cabri's dates back to 1824, where John Cabri opened a grocer shop at 93 Bull Street, Birmingham. John used a pestle and mortar to prepare his chocolate. Now, John was driven by his belief that tea, coffee, cocoa and drinking chocolate were seen as healthy, delicious alternatives to alcohol, which Quakers decided that was bad for society. Back in 1847, the Cadbury's brothers became partners and the business moved. 
a larger factory in Bridge Street at the centre of Birmingham. The canal was linked to the site, linked to the factory, to the Birmingham Navigation Canal, and it was at the major ports in Britain. In 1897, Cadbury's added their own milk to their chocolate bars, and the Cadbury set out to challenge in the 20th century. In 1878, the Cadbury brothers took over the reins of their father John and ran the company after he fell ill. They found Bourneville site as it was chosen, combining the name of the stream with Ville, the French name. At Bourneville, the workers were trying to get better conditions than they experienced in the crowded slums in the city. Now, Bourneville had road links, good water supplies, room for expansion and a canal using all of the important local amenities. Richard and George were also into health and well-being. So the workers participated in sports, work outings, morning prayers, summer camp, and they also used the Bourneville train station called the Bourneville Strictly Station. Now, this was all to do with their health and well-being and they, the workers thought that this kind of work was much better than working in the workhouse. Some inspirational people going through the Cadbury's workforce were the Cadbury's angels at the time. Very, very important to Mr Cadbury. Upon my research in the Cadbury's World Museum, I found out that World War I was a very important time for the Cadbury's factory. The Cadbury's women were very, very important and they led the war effort and they gained their independence in the work they did every day. Moving to 1968, and this is where the fun starts with all of the adverts. Now the first milk train man came across his first box of chocolates. I remember hearing this version of the advert in the 1990s, as that's when I remembered it. But it started back in 1968. I mean, any lady knows the milk train man and the theme behind it. It's just something you know. And I think every lady wants a box of chocolate from the milk train man. Now, at Christmas time, you get some special chocolates. Uh, everybody looks forward to the box of chocolates. Now, uh, back in 1990, Cadbury's World opens. And um, do you remember the gorilla advert uh, back in uh, the 2000 era playing Phil Collins in the air tonight? The gorilla playing the drums. Everybody remembers that advert. Such a great Cadbury's advert. And I think that is probably a, a, a very memorable advert. Um, um, the same as the, the, the milk tray advert. Now today at Christmas time, consumers are purchasing their boxes of tubs and chocolates. That they remember first eating and watching the television adverts from the 70s, 80s and 90s and the 2000 era. Today, post-Covid and other pandemics out there, we are enjoying chocolate in the masses. Um, people are going back to Cadbury's World for more fun. If you would like to find out more information on Cadbury's World, uh, please go to www.cadburysworld.co.uk. 
Now, a little bit of a memory for me from Cadbury's World. When you go outside and you see the uh, children's amusement park, there is a little bit of echoes for me from the children's BBC learning programme, Look and Read and Watch. Because I remember uh, back in the day when I was a child, there was um, an episode of this that I recorded on videotape where the children were making their own fun um, with carpets and amusement park. And even in the amusement park, it um, it helps you tell the time, which is really, really good. And I always also remember there being um, a cassette tape where you told time. And for the people who struggled to tell time, there was a little bit of a re recording there on a cassette tape. There you go, show me age on that one. <laughs> Okay, like I said, for more information on Cadbury's World and look forward to the um, Christmas events there, um, please go to www.cadburysworld.co.uk. Some Christmas events that you can book online um, on the on the website cadburys.co.uk or cadburysworld.co.uk. Co.uk, uh, there is storytelling with Santa, which is absolutely fantastic for all the children and the family, and I'm sure you'll do that. But you can you can go on their website and you can book it online. So a little bit of a shout out to them because it's um it sounds like it's going to be fantastic for all the families at Christmas. Now, um, just a little story on the back of that. So when I went to Cabby's World in Birmingham, I went on several trains, but a memory I am um, I wanted to go and have a look at the the bull ring the shopping center and Selfridges because I wanted to go and look at the confectionery um because at Christmas time um and seasonal time um it was uh, around Halloween I went I think um it's nice to see all of the the food items um at Selfridges and Birmingham never buy anything just look because it's just nice to see all the the food and drink there um adult proof and also child proof so that there's there's a, a large selection there and obviously um i went to um do some filming near the uh the ball ring shopping center back when i did my um, housing documentary uh, for the university project so that that was exciting to to go back it's amazing what you actually do when you do go back now, some other memories that I remember from Cadbury's World would be the, the, the BBC Schools Programme Watch would be another one. It seems to have a pattern that a lot of the, the shows from the 70s, 80s and 90s had that, that same format, which uh, I think was really, really important for children's um, working. And, and going back to it as an adult, it was really nice to see the history. Um, and, and with any museum, you do see families go there and they and they probably when they're looking at things, they, they see it from a child's eye and an adult's eye. I noticed though there was a, a very very big story around the history there um, you could see um, how chocolate came on and there was even souvenirs there um, and uh, of chocolate but you saw um, how it, it, it spread to all the different industries and there was um, an example of a jigsaw puzzle as well and I really liked it and I think as I walked around um, I was able to try some of the chocolate on the way which was really nice and actually to see how it's made which is always important. Now, souvenir-wise, I like to get bite-sized chocolate. Um, it's all about the learning and eating small portions for me. Quite like eating small portions. So I bought back some uh, Freddos, some Curly Whirlies and um, Buttons, I think. But normally you, I do buy these in the supermarket. But on the day, I bought them chocolate and was very, very happy.
Now, with every podcast series and episode, it is all about the music soundtrack for me. So when I was thinking, how can I soundtrack the Capri's world and chocolate, it was not a hard job. So I thought of the Milk Tray Man sound effect. I also thought of Wizard of Oz, the 1939 film Bedknobs and Broomsticks, the movie ride at Florida and the careless memories because we were in Birmingham. today as you know people are very very conscious of what they're putting in their basket of shopping and buying chocolate is on top of people's lists because you can have the main meals but you still need the treats and confectionery and chocolate are probably one of the most popular lines in our supermarkets today so when i found out that there was a museum all about chocolate and it was in the north i had to go and find out myself so I went to York to see what the York Chocolate Story was all about. For more information on this museum, go to yorkchocolatestory.com. Now, this is a very, very interesting museum because it seems to tell you the story of many popular brands from the early times to modern day. I mean, today in supermarkets, we see these brands every day, all through the seasons, and people are buying them. And it's the power of the, the buying power, which is uh, important. And with, with, with any museum, you can't buy until you try. So I, I, uh, I, I made um, a white chocolate lolly on the day, which was my um, new task and uh, new experiment for the day. And I thoroughly enjoyed it as well as the interesting tour around the museum. Now, some popular brands going through here. So, uh, Nestle, the, the, the power of uh, food, creating memories, really. That's what um, we all want to do. So, not only do um, they make water, which we all need to be uh, rehydrated, but today, um, in museums, and this museum in particular, and supermarkets, we are seeing the popular brands, including... Uh, Nestle, Milky Bar, Smarties and Aero. Um, You often see families walking around supermarkets and museums and smelling the cocoa and the chocolate. Um, With the Terry's Chocolate Orange, one of the major brands, you can smell the orange oil, um, especially at Christmas time. So you you do um, savour the flavours of the chocolate um, and you'll see and learn a little bit more around this in the York Chocolate Story. I bought a souvenir on the day, actually, a mug, because I drink a lot of tea and coffee, so that was perfect to have alongside my chocolate. But it was really, really interesting to see um, how York developed its confectionery lines, including some of the great brands, including Kit Kat, Smarties, Terry's Chocolate Orange, 
uh, round trees, Nestle, uh, fries, chocolate and cravings. Um, you also had the uh, JS Fry and Sons for the fries, chocolate cream and the peppermint cream. Uh, please go to this museum. Uh, like I said, for more information, you've got the YorksChocolateStory.com. Great museum. And uh, as, as always, here's one I made earlier. Now, how would you soundtrack the York chocolate? Well, um, there is probably 4,000 years of history for this. Um, you do get to watch the professionals at work, which is always good. Um, and I'd like I said, in true Blue Peter style, I made my own lolly. I'm sure uh, you'll be doing that on the day and uh, uh, doing other things. Um, some interesting points. So they, they did tell the story of chocolate on the day from the Aztecs to the, the, the modern day. And I think going back to the the uh, production of the cocoa bean is, is really, really interesting um, to follow the story. So you can visit this museum. It's based um, on King Square, York. Um, so you'll be able to find uh, more information on that. I think you can um, get the train and walk or taxi or drive. Uh, looking at the, the history um, of the day, um, I actually tried some hot chocolate um, and some of the fondue. Now, interestingly enough, it's amazing who you meet. So um, whilst I was waiting to get in, um, they actually let me in slightly earlier than my bought ticket because there um, was um, a group of school children right in front of me and two teachers. So um, I asked if I could go a little bit earlier. They let me. They were great. Um, I went to right back to the line, wait, uh, waited for the school children and the teacher to go through. So I was right back at the line, but they were very, very kind and let me go a little bit earlier. So whilst I was waiting, um, I, I tried a hot chocolate and fondue and I got talking to some people. And much to my amazement, um, they were all friends. Uh, they were all older people and they came from America. We ended up talking about the Yellowstone volcano and how it erupted how it was um gonna erupt in the future and how um how interesting the science behind it was um and whether it was going to be in our lifetime so very interesting they also told me um that they also traveled around the world in 80 days so i thought that was really interesting so i do wonder where they are now because um on the day they were telling me about all the states that they were from and um and i was just saying uh, where are we from? They were saying Florida and, and, and Canada and that kind of thing. So um, really, really good to see that they um, also liked um, to, to visit the UK and, and see the sites just a little bit like me. So that was really so uh, I think for me, the York Chocolate Museum was all about learning fun. And uh, I remember going on a tour with uh, um, um, th th those people that I met on the day. And as I walked into the elevator, and looked at the pictures I automatically thought of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and getting that golden ticket and the song the elevator came in my head from the 1970s of the Charlie and the chocolate factory as I went down the elevator such a lovely moment now soundtrack to the York story is very very important and you can see more on my accompanying Spotify playlist for this one, uh, which um, is a very popular uh, playlist that I've been listening to and um, enjoying the songs very much. Uh, to find this on Spotify, if you look for Gail GLT84 and look for the Gail Louise Turner accompanying soundtrack music playlist series three, 
um, episode um, 11 museums and day out obviously I'm talking about 12 now but this playlist still still is ongoing so I would say to soundtrack this episode then Willy Wonka the golden ticket and the pure imagination and the wonky elevator Chocolate Girl by Deacon Blue, The Box of Delights. I always think about the, the important chocolates that you would get in a box and what surprise chocolates would you get. And obviously uh, at Christmas time we're all about the, the, the box of chocolate um, and the story behind that. What would op- what would happen if you was to open that box that Cole Hallings would open on the day? Um, some podcasts that other people have filmed um, and recorded that I've uh, found quite an interesting would be The History of Chocolate, You're Dead to Me, um, Chocolate, uh, The Slimming World Podcast, Saving Money But Not on Chocolate, Visiting York is another one. Um, also, probably um, talking about Tenko throughout the visit and the museums and days out. And I was thinking... Um, when they had the uh, reunion five years later after the war, how the ladies actually fitted back in society and returned to life after the war and their motivation to keep going. And for us, maybe that's the same um, after the pandemic, getting back to the culture and the visiting again, getting out and about, going to the museums, enjoying talking to people again. So, and, and for us to fit back into society and again, with with the playlists um, and the museum one that I've talked about, there's always some 80s and 90s and 2000s. Um, those memories attached to that song are your personal memories, not just mine, where we had that conversation or you remember listening to them in your life. Music is so important. And again, this playlist, the accompanying playlist to the, the episodes, uh, the 11 and 12, there's music from there to, from 1800 to 2022 very very good well i definitely got a golden ticket here i was just like charlie from the the willy wonka getting that all important golden ticket it was so great going through that museum i really loved it um never been to this museum and it was great to to meet all the people on the day i mean fancy to uh, running into a, a group of school children and uh, teachers and then obviously the the americans and um, told me all about their around the world in 80 days and, and joined me for a hot chocolate and fondue. It was absolutely amazing. Whilst in York, I visited the Shambles, which is a historic street in York, England, featuring preserved medieval buildings, some dating back to the 14th century. I actually thought of um, an episode of Doctor Who when I thought this, and I couldn't quite find out if my research was correct, and whether uh, Sally Sparrow, David um, Tennant's uh, Doctor and also Martha Jones' character actually um, filmed uh, Blink there when they walked across the road um, to the Nightingale shop. Um, I'm not sure, but I know the episode um, featured one of the greatest children's television stars, some 
so that was really really good so I, I always wondered whether that was true so um i'm looking into that a little bit more so if you do find the answers to that please tell me because i would be very interested but going back to the the shambles now so uh great street um i had a really 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 nice moment uh down there when i was walking um it, i went there in between museums because i had appointments at um, the different museums and basically um as I looked up at the top of the shambles um, and I was thinking whether to to go to the other museum a little bit earlier uh, to get a taxi there or go for some food and as I thought this um, I saw some flying V ducks um, and I also saw and this was the moment uh, where I saw a owl and it was a white owl um, and um, as you all know that the shambles looks like a Harry Potter land um, uh, cauldron alley and it just looks like that Diagon Alley um and it was like um uh Hedwig was just coming past me from Harry Potter and I looked up and I thought oh my gosh this is this is amazing this is it was like I saw Hedwig from Harry Potter wow um and I saw the the the, fi the flying V um it's not often that you see an owl going down a street which the street looks like Harry Potter Whilst I was actually looking at the street and the shambles, um, I came across a Harry Potter-like shop, which actually had nine and three quarters on, on there. Um, it was called Potions, where they offered alcoholic cocktails for um, people over 18 who had ID. Um, the, the, the potions were based on different re recipes to uh, tell a different story. So... The one I had, um, I chose because it was to do with Snow White and the Poison Apple. Um, so I had that one, which was really, really, really nice. Um, I enjoyed it on the day. Um, it reminded me of the Once Upon a Time story, the American TV series, and obviously the Disney's version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. For more information on, on the, the Potions Cauldron, go to www.thepotionscauldron.com and, and uh, the serve on the day had um, a look of a scientist and Harry Potter, so it added to the atmosphere on the day. Also on the shambles, uh, I came across another shop which was all about uh, music trivia and history, um, which was absolutely fantastic. And we saw some of the iconic songs and artists on the day, including David Bowie, Queen, and uh, I know today that there um, is memorable films, television and movies. Uh, and soundtracks and scores all based on this uh, including Star Wars uh, there were some pictures there and uh, for more information please make your way to the shambles and look for the particular shop it was amazing and if you do like the, the quirkiness and music and culture and history that shop will be perfect for you and when you go home you can listen to them iconic brands like Queen David Bowie and John Williams for Star Wars and The Cure. Now there's something I did learn and, and see and I don't know if you do agree with me this but it, it is a good talking point. So similarly to the, the COVID-19 pandemic and the situation through World War Two, there seems to be a, a different change in life when we hit World War Two and life change for women after World War Two. So they seem to um, have 
um, with the in, uh, advancement in technology and the science, um, there was a lot more discussion about science and diseases and uh, more pa pandemics. Um, and I think they talked um, a little bit more about this in um, the Worlds of Wonder, the Doctor Who expedition in Liverpool. Uh, come on to that just a little bit later. But women seemed to play a lot more uh, a part in what was going on alongside the men. Uh, like I said, for more information on the Potions Cauldron, please go to www.potionscauldron.com. Now, another place that I actually went uh, whilst I was there was the Earl Grey Tea Rooms. Now, I went for a nice supper there, um, including cups of tea, water and tuna sandwiches. I thought of shoe people when I was having this because I remember at some point hearing a cassette tape with shoe people on and uh, remember everybody this is a family show so it's nice to hear these memories and I do wonder whether you um, actually remember these as well. So whilst um, actually uh, walking into the tea rooms which was uh, near the, the potions cauldron with my uh, very very strong drink uh, which was fine because I was getting the train there and back um, I think I needed food at that time so um, uh, lesson learned make sure when you are drinking alcohol that you do have a meal alongside it very very important um, especially since Covid okay soundtrack now this is this is amazing so I know you all uh, are big music fans and this is why you listen to the show and uh, listen to the accompanying playlist so I think a lot of the songs um, you probably heard on films as well and you would relate to the films to the iconic songs and artists and musicians. So the, the David Bowie songs that I've actually chosen for this would be Space Oddity, Starman, Life on Mars, Changes, Ashes to Ashes and Magic Dance. And you know how many films um, and music soundtracks that David Bowie has been involved in um of course twin peaks uh he played the character philip jeffries and was later a teapot which was quite interesting that i was um in the earl grey um cafe tea rooms having a cup of tea and david bowie shop was just down the road so uh the harry potter like cauldrons and the street the shambles which reminded me of harry potter would love to go to harry potter world so leaving Hogwarts, Mischief managed uh, the Cure songs and obviously Hedwig when I saw the White Owl. Also, interestingly enough, when I thought about the owl and storytelling, I also thought of Glim Feather and the Silver Chair. When uh, they, uh, Eustace and Jill uh, travel with Glim Feather um, to have um, and have a conversation with the Parliament of Owls. So another song uh, related to York would be We Are The Champions and We Will Rock You Queen, later seen in many uh, powerful events later in this journey uh, and around the world in 80 days. For me, um, including the night of museums where uh, myself and uh, other mem uh, members of the, the, the Trinity Opera Society enjoyed.
Now, a few weeks ago, I watched uh, one of the, the, the programmes, a past show on BBC iPlayer all around Delia Derbyshire and her making of sound effects. And the children's BBC uh, presenters, uh, uh, Dick and Don presented it and they went back in time to, to look just how Delia Derbyshire played a big part in Doctor Who sound effects. You must go and watch that show on BBC iPlayer. Uh, the, the genius show is absolutely amazing but to, to to look at the history back behind that and the sound effects was amazing so when i went to the uh, doctor who world of wonder um, expedition in the world museum in liverpool uh, which was hosted on the 27th of may 2022 to the 6th of november 2022 and played the, the role of delia derbyshire and nicholas briggs on the day um, i just understood how important sound effects were um, and I've always said how I love trying out new sound effects and things just like Radio 4 and CBBC and getting involved. So I think um, after um, COVID and during COVID, I saw some social media posts around uh, Daleks keeping people indoors. And it was a little bit funny at the time, but I always um, uh, relate it back to, to the clip where uh, the Dalek told everybody to stay indoors. And I saw the funny side of that. So um for me, what the Dalek is probably one of the most scary um, enemies of all time. And as a Doctor Who fan, and um, to all them Doctor Who fans, it was great being a Dalek for the day because you just put yourself in the shoes and, and, and thought how scary it was being an automated Dalek. Uh, I suppose going back to the, uh, the, the Martha Jones era and the David Tennant era when they were filming in New York and... Um, they the um the baddie changed into a Dalek and it was so horrible for him changing from the human into Dalek. Um, the Daleks uh were at the um expedition during the twenty seventh of May two thousand and two, to the sixth of November two thousand and twenty two. It was um slightly extended as well. Uh, but the the, the museum uh, the World Museum in in Liverpool and uh, this expedition explored the world of science within the universe of Doctor Who and it landed in Liverpool. Currently, it's gone to Glasgow now. But the expedition talked about change, um, science and curiosity. Uh, science wasn't just about history. Um, it talked about time and space and how it was often not just science and fiction but true stories. Whilst I was there. Um, I went to see the face of Bo just to check on his well-being. Um, obviously, I know his stories um, and how the Doctor and Martha and um, everybody, Sarah Jane, looked after him and, and Rose when they all came back um, to look after Jack Harkness. Um, face of Bo and Jack Harkness, Captain Jack Harkness, played by, obviously, the, the wonderful John Barrowman, always been a fan of his music and... Going back to live and kicking in the 90s, Saturday morning television, something that I um, remember dearly. So, because I knew the story of the face of Bo, um, I, I touched his um, eye to, to heal his um, nerve pain. Special moment between me and John. Thank you, John. Um, face of Bo, fictional character, but it was it was great um, to see to see how the fictional characters actually went into the the museum for science and it wasn't just about science fiction there was a lot of history and experimentation in there looking at some of the um diseases and viruses that i went along and some of the human stories really with doctor who what i did notice though was liverpool had a really a big talent pool 
a lot of the uh, Doctor Who stories um, were by Liverpoolians. That was really, really nice. Um, and it was nice to see that just at the right time, just before the 13th Doctor, uh, uh, played by the wonderful Jodie Whittaker, was just about to um, regenerate. Uh, now, for more information on the museum, if you go to liverpoolmuseums.org.uk, um, and visit the World Museum page um, and I guess there'll be some information on the Doctor Who World of Wonder really really good now some of the stories around Doctor Who there's so much to mention I know um, I saw the, the last episode with Jodie where she regenerated and we saw some past friends come some of the clips are actually on my Facebook as well Gail Louise Turner I could talk about Doctor Who for, for years but we haven't got time on this episode unfortunately but if you are a Doctor Who fan, um, there's always some quiet ones out there uh, where some of the stories are really human and some of the Doctors get lost, which is really, really sad in my opinion. So I've, uh, in the past, I've, I've re-looked at uh, Doctor Who, uh, Tom Baker, uh, Peter Capaldi, some of them stories are lost, um, Paul McCann um, and also Peter Davison. Um, is another one um, he 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 was had some really really great stories and it was nice to see some of his companions and of course the Sarah Jane adventures um, as well some of the lost doctor um, whose stories were found as well weren't they so that was great I, I really really do like some of the the uh, the, the um, lost stories that were found much later but there is a um, an, another theme going through uh, the modern day doctors with the character of Clara. She had a leaf following her and I know she went on to save the doctors but she had a leaf and it was where she flew on this leaf and this was where her life started and uh, the chosen path was when she um, came in on this leaf and I keep seeing leaves everywhere when uh, the seasons changed and when I went to the Salford Museum I also saw leaves and it just reminded me of the character of Clara and I love the chemistry between uh, Clara and Peter Capaldi's doctor but I also love the chemistry between Clara and Matt Smith it seems to be slightly different with with, with obviously the doctor uh, Peter Capaldi's doctor looking slight, slightly older so interesting um I mean and there's hidden and there's there's lost companions out there Bill Potts Nardole fantastic um some of the, the um Donna and Wilfred uh, with a David Tennant ear, so much out there. I just, I could just talk about Doctor Who forever. And I mean, some of the earlier Doctors where I've only seen a few episodes, um, John Pertwee, of course, um, and then uh, Flux, uh, the, the modern day, um, the, where, where they used obviously John Bishop there uh, for um, where the Liverpool connections came into the Doctor Who era. But Doctor Who is not just about the stories, it's to do with music as well. I mean, there's so many inspirational uh, pieces out there and composers and compositions. Uh, uh, there's a lot of research on my Facebook going through this, but um, I would really, really like to mention some uh, on the back of this. So Chris Chibnall, of course, John Nathan Turner, uh, Russell T. Davis, um, the 50... Anniversary episode, really, really good, bringing back some of the old characters there. Um, really, really like that. So then we've got the the, the musical stars there. So uh, Delia Derbyshire, of course, Dick Mills, Brian Hodgson, Ron Granger, John Sposia, 
we had the Doctor Who proms uh, for the BBC, Paddy uh, 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 Kingston, Murray Gold, of course, um, the BBC uh, Radiophonic Workshop, uh, big fan of all that music, and the early pieces, of course, uh, Jeffy Bergen, who you all know um, did the uh, Chronicles of Narnia Suite back in the 80s. So, uh, as well as um, the, the companions, I always thought about... Um, Colin Baker's um, doctor when he always talked about the, the, the karma chameleon and the chameleon circuit and how he tried to fix it and it just didn't work and Perry's character she was quite eccentric and quite annoying wasn't she so big fan of Perry because she always wore great great outfits uh, really really inspirational woman there um, and obviously we all fancied David Tennant and um, Matt Smith there so it was it was quite nice to see them um so uh really so uh, to be honest on the accompanying playlist i think all of the doctor who songs tell the story uh, alongside the regenerations i suppose if you had time you would watch all of the generation uh, regenerations but you don't get time and um i suppose as doctor who fans you'd always think who was my doctor what did they do what was their most rememberable storyline and uh, what was their legacy but I suppose if you listen to the, the soundtrack on Spotify to accompany this episode, so the Gail Louise Turner accompanying soundtrack music playlist, series three, episode 11, Museums and Days Out. Great museum, the World Museum. Been quite a few times now, but um, the Worlds of Wonder, like I said, it wasn't. It, it explored the science behind um, and history behind the show um, and the science. And it, it was really weird when I, when I saw all the different doctors and the console um, and had a go what was going on in the day and saw that they were looking not only at the human stories but the viruses and they did touch on COVID and some of the pandemics um, and a bit of the medical um, stories really with P Peter Davison but I did enjoy it when um, um, in Jodie Whittaker's tenure uh, when um, we had the, um, uh, 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 the, the, the female characters come back of course Ace uh, Dorothy come back um, and the air uh, hostess came back as well yeah so, so the the last episode we saw um, Tegan come back and also Ace Dorothy so that was a really really important moment for Doctor Who history so so obviously if you are going to go to uh, listen to this episode just remember there are spoilers going through so just make sure you get somebody to vet it before you listen so you're not going to actually um, miss out on anything and also you don't want to hear anything that you don't want to hear with some of the um, trade secrets for some of the storylines I'm talking about. with any um, entertainment and family story and children's story there's always a carousel in every city in every nation it seems to be as well as coffee bars where you can have your individual coffee and tea um, and take away whilst in Liverpool uh, looking at the museums there was a carousel um, which played Mary Poppins and Coldplay and 
Uh, I saw a carousel when I went to the cruise as well. Um, and also in crew there was a Christmas air balloon carousel. It seems to be a family um, attraction when, when everybody can go on. So, like I said, I thought about um, Tenko and, and the women in the World War II, how they got back into society after the, the COVID pandemic. So I know we need to all be aware of strep A now and scarlet fever, uh, but I know you're all having your, your uh, jabs now. I'm working over Christmas, so just be aware of that. But still, go on all of the uh, the carousels and enjoy yourself. But uh, like I said, there seems to be one everywhere. But when I went on the, the carousel in Liverpool, there was two songs playing and I wish I knew what the song was. So Coldplay, there was a song that was playing and also um there was another song mary poppins from the actual um the disney version so that was really really nice another local attraction based in nantwich um where i visited as part of this museum tour was Hat Green Secret Nuclear Bunker, somewhere where I have gone before. But this year when I visited after working, um, I went straight as I finished work, put my black jumper on and looked like Sharon McCready from the Champions um, and went in undercover. My guides for the day um, talked to me whilst I was in the Navi um, about what was going on in the museum um, and, uh, and, and how important it was. I noticed something in the museum um, and had a conversation with with the chap there um, and I said to him in the red communication room where the BBC broadcast for good communication uh, with what was going on if we were to have um, a disaster and a, a, an emergency and I saw the numbers 88888 on there so I was very interested to see what um, it was. So I sent him back and he and he had a look at the numbers and he, and he said it was all about good communication and air conditioning. So that was very, very uh, a weird cryptic uh, message, but I understood. So um, if you do go into the museum, you see a lot of uh, uh, technology and communication and um, history there. And what I noticed about the, the, the Hack Museum was um, you saw um, people there. Um, and dummies and they look like real people and if you were in that situation you would have to have a lot of um, the right communication to or in order to do your job properly I don't think that job would be very very nice but you would need to talk to the right people and make the right decisions so a lot of organization and a lot of communication um, it was quite haunting um, to go in, into that place, actually. So when I did see, sit in the Navi, I think I needed coconut cake and a cup of tea just to, to calm my nerves a bit. But I do recommend going to it as a whole family. Um, so thank you to them on the day. Really, really interesting. And there's a lot of communication there. And some of the technology, and the, the, the I, I would see it as a radio station, some of the communication um, and some of the equipment there reminded me of hospital radio equipment and a, a, a very old radio studio. So... So for me, if you work in that place and some of the pictures you'll see on the day, you need to have good communication um, in order to get right. But some of the songs that I would have put around this situation would have been Morse Code, Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, Ultravox, Two Tribes, um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood um, and Communication by Spandau Ballet.
For more information on Hat Green Secret Nuclear Bunker, uh, please go to the website for more information, which is hatgreen.co.uk. visited whilst in Liverpool in the summer on a day off from work was the Museum of Liverpool which is open Tuesday to Sunday 10am till 5pm and you can find this on the Pierhead Liverpool. Now I've been to this museum several times for podcast research of course uh, on my own and with friends also and this time there was a slightly different expedition on which was perfect for what I was looking for and it seemed to echo what I've already talked about in this podcast. So it was on about Liverpool talent, so the radio talent, the television talent from history and today and some of those memorable storylines that you laughed to or you remember or you were once in it seemed to be showcased throughout the museum. So for more um, information please go to the liverpoolmuseums.org.uk and look for the Museum of Liverpool. There seems to be so much talent going through the Liverpool museums, uh, including Brookside, Liverbirds, Bread, Watching, and then they looked at um, the, the Liverbirds also. We still had the um, the Votes for Women. Um, also, the, the story behind um, the sugar and the transportation and biscuits, um, and seen things like Jacob biscuits and and um, things like that, and how the sugar was so important, and the um, the boats and how they transported things. Um, also, they looked at the um, the future and um, the past stories behind the computer games, um, including the Nintendo and the Super Mario Land, um, and Tetris and things like that. So I think I've used some of them, the the soundtracks to. Um, the the songs behind that great stories that I don't want to go into too much detail because the the stories are are absolutely fantastic. Uh, looking at the trade uh, between the sugar and the the plantation and transportation of sugar and how important it is. Interestingly enough, now um due to several issues we've had some issues with 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 the um this uh the stock haven't we with um uh coming in and sugar and things like that due to the pandemic really really interesting to to look at the the reasoning and the rationale behind that i wonder why um in some places we've run out of sugar i can't believe it um but hopefully we can get some for christmas so 
great talent going through Liverpool and for me always used to love watching um watching it was so funny and um, watching it again now on on things like YouTube great stories I don't know how they get uh, how they actually got away with it um but I really really like that program and of course bread um I think in a couple of podcasts um before I was talking about DCI Meadows of, of course Simon uh, Rouse played a character um in bread and they had um he was trying to get um um his mate Yizzle to try and talk to him and it was like talking to a stone um trying to get a little bit more out of him um really really good um and obviously he had a lot to do with um Adrian Boswell and Jerry Boswell so uh, yeah I quite um enjoyed Simon Rouse's character he used to wear a hat in bread it was really really funny um so much talent going through um it was interesting to see um Brookside mentioned something that hasn't been mentioned for years um interestingly enough whilst I was in Liverpool uh, I went back to Albert Docks uh, I, I once helped out on Albert Dock Radio which was great fun uh, looking at the culture then some of the restaurants there so it was nice to see some of the trade and pl uh, nicer places to eat and I think I went for some calamari and fish and chips some small portions and I asked them um, and my usual diet coat don't normally have fish and chips so it was a um a nice treat on the day and also obviously try and confectionery because that's what I was looking at around the world in 80 days so going to the key confectionery and um the wartime story I think when you've been to these museums when you come back you definitely want to ration your food because it's quite um a poignant moment
Well, it is a Christmas season and it's all about Christmas and what's going on around the local museums and further afield. Uh, whilst in uh, York, I visited the York Museum. Now, on the day they had, here's one I made earlier, with the, they had um, a, a, a recipe there that you could take and, um, home with you where you could actually go home and try and make a Caribbean banana pudding. Now, this recipe was from the 1980s, um, so I thought it was quite poignant because the museums that we've been seeing has been having 4,000 years of history. So the 1980s is quite a good time um, because it's all about growth and development and um, Thatcherism and, and uh, the economy growing. Um, obviously, we, we, we had the strikes and things like that, but it was very interesting that you had the economy growing and then um, learning to make do and wear and, and make do with what you had. So there was this recipe here for Caribbean banana pudding, which to me would be um, a typical Christmas recipe there. So uh, please go and pick one up. I'm sure there'll be other varieties of um, menus as well. Uh, whilst in the museum, they looked at the different time periods and powerful women on the day. Um, and you could actually create your own Edwardian uh, woman. When I look at this picture, she looks a little bit like um, Elizabeth from Upstairs, Downstairs, and also Georgina from Upstairs, Downstairs, and the, the mother, the main character as well. Lovely. Um, so, uh, Christmas time at York Museum now. For more information on the museum, please go to yorkcastlemuseum.org.uk. So, Christmas at York Museum, now open from the 19th of November 2022 to the 4th of January 2023. So, um, go and visit the museum and see what I saw, including 400 years of the past, which is... Um, if you are going to the museum, I guess you would want to see the past and the future. So you can see from the World Victorian Street Kirk Gate to the Swing in 60s. You can see 1914, where the world changed forever. The 60s, you also can see the shape in the body, 400 years of fashion, food and life, uh, which is always exciting to see how people um, change through the time periods. So, uh, like I said, here's one I made earlier. There's also a recipe for some sort of, and uh, let me just get this now. It's just here in my hand. The chicken bake. Um, how you make it with a packet of potato crisps, a chicken joint, seasoned flour and tomato ketchup. Um, I'll let you try that one. It's going to be like one of them old-fashioned programs where you try and make something with um, like a certain amount of ingredients and... Um, sort of like um what when they used to pick some really strange ingredients um and and make some some nice recipes i'm sure it'll come back to me later and i'll, I'll if i remember i'll i'll let you know but yeah it's, it's some great recipes and some great activities for the, the children um and the families so i guess as well as some of the edwardian um outfits you would be played the role of b and evangeline from the house of elliot great show that is uh, from the 1980s and 90s based on the the, the swing in 20s of course now something one of my favorite exhibits and i think listening to the podcast series and me doing my research on other podcast series and episodes a lot of people like delving into the world of ch children's television and looking at the history behind that and there was one um exhibit there some of the photographs are going to be on my facebook page gail louise turner but please go to the museum to find out more 
and some of the clips as well. Now in typical fashion, when I was there on the day, my phone charger died. And in typical form, whilst I tried to fix it, um, I spent a lot of time sitting on a chair um, at the Toy Story exhibit and it decided to break in the most important part of the museum. I wasn't impressed. So I was sitting for a very, very long time uh, with two exhibits, uh, one to the left and one to the right. So on the left, I had Harry uh, Corbett, I had Sutty, Sue and Sweet with me and to the right, I had Paddington Bear in his red car. And it was quite a poignant moment, really, because I thought to myself, why are you going to uh, my phone charger to die at this point when I wanted to take photographs of what was going on? And it was just I was surrounded by the most iconic figures of children's television. Always reminded me back to that advert where they looked at the, the history of the, the, the television with the, the, the little boy. Really interesting advert that. Um, so I was I was sat uh, alongside Sutty, Sweep, Harry Corbett, um, and Sue, and then onto the right side, Paddington Bear in his red car, and it was such a lovely moment. And and we've all listened to so many podcasts and television through the years, looking at these iconic figures, and it was such a special moment. Well, I got my photographs. Uh, they were there. Uh, um, after the phone decided to come alive again, I was so happy. And it was just so nice just to sit back and watch and relax the show and thinking about the creators of these iconic figures of all time. It was just so amazing. So I'm sure um, to you people who lived in the 50s, the 60s and the 70s, the Toy Stories exhibit looked at the history of te uh, children's television and looked to the future. Um, I often thought when I was looking at this, um, what I remembered from the 90s, so play days, um, uh, old bear stories and things like that. Um, um, and then obviously uh, Muffin the Mule was quite um, a, a good exhibit from the 50s. Um, and then I thought of the 2000 era, what would children from the 2000 era remember? Well, it would be the night garden, wouldn't it? And the Tommy Boos cleaning their teeth and going to sleep. Um, and then you've got your Oliver Postgate um, and Peter Furman with your clangers, Ivor the Engine um, and Bagpuss. So that um, all all history there. But go and see the Toy Stories exhibit at the, um, the the York Museum because it was so amazing. But all this information is on the website anyway. So you were um, I'm not telling you too many spoilers. Great um, exhibit there. But I just wanted to celebrate success with this because if you are um uh, a children's television fan you will see the the importance and the the delight um of the the children and the big kids as you walk around the museum just a point um this week um uh, i came upon a, a radio 2 show uh, where jackie wilson um was um jacqueline wilson of course from tracy uh, beaker fame um uh, wrote the novels um around these and and uh, obviously the jackie magazine learned about her as a person and and how she got involved in things and she said something quite inspiring on the show and i'm gonna definitely listen to it back on bbc sounds um the tracks of my years of course with ken bruce from radio 2 she said something about being a journalist and take the opportunity and, and you have a deadline to to get on got on with it basically and it really inspired me um, how she's done all these different pieces of work and you do have a deadline and you ju and you just need to do it so definitely celebrating success with her now if you do want to be a guest on my um later episodes 
uh, feel free to contact me um, on my email which is gailturner884 at gmail.com uh, with a little bit of a synopsis what you want to talk about so looking at your life story your influences if you send me your five choices for Spotify songs and how you help yourself and others and anything else you really want to talk about, I'd be very, very interested to chat to you on the day. So I think um, there's so many songs to actually soundtrack this museum. Um, of course, a lot of the podcasts on the accompanying playlist would talk about the programmes um, of how we used to live, watch with mother, look and read, watch... Um, play school, play days, that kind of thing. They were all looking at those memorable shows that we all liked and Old Bear Stories um, would be another one and the adults are talking about it. So people who I've listened and they're older than me, so they're looking at the 70s, whereas I would probably look at the 80s and 90s. So it's really, really interesting to see. But the museum, um, like the website says, um, has a lot of different information about all the different exhibits. So if I was to soundtrack it, it would be really hard because there's that much information. But I definitely use some of the children's um, podcasts. So Watch With Mother, they've talked about Paddington Bear and Sutty. Um, and when they were looking at the later exhibits, so the Strawberry Fields, Forever, the Beatles, the 60s, the Champions, um, the Tomley Boos, Rhubarb and Custard. House of Elliot and Upstairs, Downstairs, so important. So, like I said, for more information on the yorkcastlemuseum.org.uk, there's a lot more to it, but I've only mentioned just a few of the expeditions for you to look at. to bring the story back to home to South Cheshire and Haslington and Crewe. So important to do this and especially at Christmas. So just going slightly back in time now I just want to mention some local talent and I'm sure they will all be doing panto in December and January so you can go and see them as well but just a bit of um, a bit of promotion for them and memories here. So um, I went to visit the Haslington Amateur Dramatic a theatrical society in Haslington at the Yoxall earlier this year and watched their play Practice to Deceive. Now this, in my opinion, was to do with the Yorkshire Moors and it was based in Yorkshire. It was a great performance with local talent from Haslington and South Cheshire. It was really, really nice to be invited down to watch them and I knew a few people in the cast as well. So I'm celebrating success with them. It was a great story and with any thriller there was always a twist at the end and by the characters and the actors acting I kind of had an inkling of what was going to happen next and it was such a great twist so well done to the cast of Haslington Amateur Theatrical Society well done thoroughly enjoyed that performance so hopefully 
I'll be back to watch you um, um, all back in action very, very soon. So throughout the podcast, there are echoes of musical theatre going through. Locally, people are very, very interested in musical theatre. The local hasn't in, uh, played at the Yoxel, um, and also the Crew Lyceum plays a big part of your theatre, both youth and adult theatre and the local theatre. Also, um, a Congleton-based group, Trinity Operatic Society, um, is also um, another professional relationship locally um, for the Amateur um, Society performances, which is great. Um, this year, I was lucky enough to see Little Shop of Horrors at the Crew Lyceum. Great performance, great musical score, and um, it's actually great to hear this music and a scene, a performance in a different light. And I think for me, it's great to support local groups and community and everybody can do this as well. So local community champion Grace uh, visited the Crew Lyceum performance, um, accompanying myself. She supports the local area and uh, builds that professional relationship. So it's great, uh, great to see the local community champion Grace doing her bit for the community. But it's also great to support local charity um, R-I-C-N-I-C. And watch the show performed by R-I-N-N-I-C, who originally were a group of school friends who showed an interest in musical theatre. And after finishing their GCSEs, they all got together as a group. So for further information on R-I-C-N-I-C, please visit www.r icnic.org.uk and for more information please go to the crew lyceum website and and i'm sure there'll be more information on the little shop of horrors for myself i enjoyed the the prologue to the little shop of horrors and it was great seeing them perform the show in slightly to um a different way to what i was used to and it was absolutely fantastic loved their outfits and their singing as well also um as a local community champion um accompanying myself grace and i attended the crew market hall for something to eat just before the performance because i think when you go to the theater you need to support local people so we did we went to the nuru gurus um to support local people ning kath and ollie um who create some fantastic healthy and unhealthy tasty Chinese food. Um, very, very nice. So thank you to them for supporting us on the day. July in 2022, I visited the local agricultural society's Nantwich show. This year it was based at Reithies College near Nantwich, South Cheshire. It was run at Reithies College by MJ Parkin 
and Liz Parkin. Now, it was their aim to build heroes and build very successful people in partnership with Reith Heath College and also to showcase local life, agriculture, wildlife and trade. I enjoyed travelling to the local event uh, which was run on the day by Berlin Buses. It was all about using the local transport. On the day I had a lift off my Auntie Anne um, so I could enjoy the day um, and went to the um, very important tent on the day and um, enjoyed two cranberry juice and vodka. It was really, really nice um, to be able to enjoy uh, the, 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 um, the, the day. So thank you very much to Auntie Anne who gave me a list. And it was great to, um, to see the, the, the wildlife been showcased, the shows, the local transport and some of the classic cars that we might remember in some of the, the classic shows, including those um, seen on Life on Mars and The Royal and uh, Get Better Soon, also another television show. It was great to see some of the wildlife on show today, um, including the, the tractors and the, the sounds and some of the vehicles that were used in some of the displays. As usual, uh, there's always place um, eateries to eat. Um, I had some cupcakes and uh, cranberry and vodka on the day. It was really nice to be able to have that treat. Um, so I would like to just um, say uh, many thanks to at Cheshire Cupcakes and to the bar staff on the day for serving me the vodka and cranberry juice. Um, also wanted to say a big, big thank you to MJ Parkin and Liz Parkin for organising it on the day. It was great to see some of the expeditions on the day. Um, including the vintage cars were absolutely amazing to see them go past you could just imagine on what shows and and where um, they would be used for weddings and other events it was it was great to see they also had other animals and agriculture and there was also some sweet jeans pick and mix sweets there on the day for the children there was a teacup ride uh, a family ride which I participated on the days and there was lots of local eateries and drinks provided so it was great to see the Nantwich show come back after the short break with Covid and of course in a different venue this year the Reteeth College and it's great to see this uh, working partnership agreement between the college and uh, the, the Nantwich show there there seems to be lots of learning there and um, thank you very much to the volunteers on the day it was great to meet you all and thank you for having me on the day wanted to also say uh, thank you locally to some of the places I visited with my friends and um, had some catch-ups this year which I've always said on this podcast series that I wanted to see uh, people that um, I have not seen since Covid pandemic so thank you to everybody um, who met up with me um, including local eateries like the Hasington Bakery of course Ego and um, also Rookery Wood so uh, great meeting places actually um, they are because um, most of them are in walking distance so it's it's nice to to be able to enjoy a salad and a coffee with you all so that that was really nice so so we must do it again so um, you know where I am so please um, get in touch with me and we'll have another coffee um, and a good chat and a catch up so thank you very much to all my friends and family who I saw um this year so um i've got memories of christmas opening boxes of chocolates of roses um and we always used to have them at both sides of the families i think we used to go to one side of the family first and then we went to the other side of the family later 
and we used to catch up with presents and chocolates and things like that um with all of both sides of the families and remembering all of the um christmas tv adverts and some of the um shows there um so, so some of the cookery programs so obviously james martin jamie oliver nigella of course um we also um have had delia mary berry um the hairy bikers there is so many on my list that um i've, I've enjoyed watching uh last week i think i watched saturday kitchen which i've not watched for a very long time had a um was able to watch that which was great so all them shows out there um even on channel four they do some great um eatery shows so thinking around memories and meeting up with people friends and family uh, we need to do it more even if it's just for that coffee um i'd really like to see what like i said you know where i am it's christmas so let's meet up like we used to While staying in the north for this one, but, uh, but travelling that little bit further on the train using metro, trams and more trains. So going back in time now, when I actually went to Salford Museum, um, for more information on this, if you go to salfordmuseum.com, this museum is where they have the art gallery as well. Uh, this one is not far from McDonald's in Salford some um songs and programs to accompany this museum which was interesting um so um i always think of manchester and i think of oasis um and things like that um really really good um i love the the Britpot um era and um as well as the, the accompanying playlist there's lots of 80s and 90s songs on this but going back to the museum itself like i said for more information please go to selfmuseum.com now the good thing about this museum is um it's all around the families and things to do they have a fantastic cafe and shop and lots of souvenirs for you to buy and look at now um i remember going and i really really enjoyed the lark house place which was a northern street during victorian era now the good thing about it now at Christmas time they've they've dressed it up uh, for the festive period and now you've got a festive museum and art gallery visit. Had a look at the website earlier, 
It seems to be um, updated and it looks slightly festive and Christmassy. So please go down to the Self Museum and Art Gallery and you'll experience yourself what I mean. Um, but when I visited the museum, it was quite poignant. There was lots in there. There was um, even a research place for people to and, and a library for people to, to look at. There was a leaves um, expedition there. Um, and like I said earlier at the start of the podcast, I seem to be followed around by the leaves falling off the tree. And it always reminded me of the character of Clara from Doctor Who in Peter Capaldi's um, era and Matt Smith's era when the, the leaves um, fallen off the tree and she came into the world as a companion um, and Clara Oswald. And she played uh, several different versions of the character, so I always remember that. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot more to the Leaf expedition, and um, you must go and see the museum for yourself just to see if it's still there. Now, Salford is celebrating Christmas um, in relation to how poor or rich they are at the moment. And just down the road is another museum, which unfortunately I didn't get to visit on the day, which might be a future plan, uh, was the Ordsall uh, museum manor house which was near media city uk now the good thing about this um i think was used for the outdoor location voyage of the dawn treader uh back in the bbc production um uh, uh, the bit on the show where they were discussing the great museum and lucy finds the magician and the book and kiriakin so great memories there so i haven't been to Ordsell hall but i think it's a wedding venue as well so that would be um, absolutely great if um i could actually visit there now on the accompanying playlist for the museums and day out on spotify where you can find it on um glt84 for spotify there's something that i always notice about christmas and there's always the echoes of the memories of some of the fantastic concerts and songs that were portrayed in the 80s and 90s to raise money for charity and those people in need. So including Live Aid song, We Are The World, Driving Home For Christmas um, by um, Drive. It's always, those songs are always in everybody's minds, aren't they? And I think those are some of the memorable songs of all time and the songs that we actually turn to and i think um in back in november um a charity for uh, bbc children in need is another one that always uh, we, we always go back and we want to help the children in need it's always a seasonal uh, charity event i suppose um in the summer we'd also have the, the sports aid as well which is quite um, an important event
Welcome aboard Morello Discovery 2. Today is the Saturday the 24th of September 2022. Day at sea, which would be the Sunday the 25th of September. Monday the 26th of September, Albania, Sardinia. Tuesday, Savona, Italy. Uh, Wednesday the 28th of September, Genoa, Italy. Thursday, 29th of September, 2022, Toulon, France. Friday, the 30th of September, Tarragona, Spain. And Saturday, arrive in Parma to fly. The Morella Cruises Discovery 2 sailed away on the day at sea on the Sunday, the 25th of September, originally on Saturday the 24th of September in Palmer. Great cruise full of music, food, entertainment, relaxation and at sometimes bad weather. On one day whilst we were by the coffee port, the most popular coffee place on the cruise, we got the disappointing announcement where we were going through bad weather in the sea and we had to change course. I thought I was in an episode of Michael Palin around the world in 80 days when he also got the bad news when he had to change course on his boat and he um, there was horror in his eyes that he might not make the world around the world in 80 days similar to that announcement. It was a haunting experience and we were all by the coffee port looking at each other Anyway, it all worked out in the end, but it was such a horrible moment and poignant moment in history when we got the all-important announcement. I think I ordered a cappuccino, a skinny cappuccino after, so I think it was okay. I didn't really fancy cake on the day. But whilst we were there, we went to all the different places and it was my mission, as in Dolce Vita by Ryan Paris, uh, to have a coffee in every port and every nation. It still worked out that I've still done that, even had um, a cup of tea in Morrison's yesterday. So that's definitely worked out, having a, 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 a coffee, a specialty, Americano coffee with milk in every port and every nation. What a great achievement. Some um, Around the World um, episodes to watch around this, definitely watch the whole series of Michael Palin. Probably, um, like I said earlier in podcast, watch the Iraq series with Michael Palin because there's quite um, an important moment when he's in the um, train um, and he has a bit of an incident um, with his um, trousers and he's a little bit cold and he puts a cover on him uh, on himself and it's quite a nice moment, funny as well. Um, but he is a comedian, so he saw the funny side of that in his cabin. Um, really, really enjoyed the cruise. It was great just to have a winter break, much cheaper. Um, of course, we're all looking at the cost of living, and it was really nice just to go out a day in the port and have a and have a look round. Um, at the time, we were still wearing masks on public transport, um, so that was um interesting getting used to again. Uh, weather was okay. We had a bit of bad weather, like I said, and it was it was um some of the journey was moved, but it was great to see all of these um places so thank you to the crew on the day and all the staff and all the entertainment uh, in particular the entertainment um we we saw the irish pub um play the theatrical show which was great with the singing and dancing on the pub there was also a musical um performance which was great so thank you 
to the Morella Discovery 2 showcast presents. You were fantastic, really, really um, enjoyed. And interestingly enough, um, on the uh, Spotify accompanying playlist, um, I've detailed some of the songs on this. So if you go to Gail Louise Turner accompanying soundtrack music playlist series 3, episode 11 music and days out there are some fantastic tunes on here um including family ness airwolf grange hill the 90s version now whilst we were there um th there was a quiz there where they were trying to guess the theme tunes so um in me um and all my excitement i heard the 90s version of the grange hill and there was um, a team of people to the left side of me and i got slightly excited and i went the 90s version of Grain Chill, because I like to get involved in these quizzes, and um, I've told them the right answer, but they were English, so they did understand me. Um, and there was Family Nest, the tune there, and there was um, Airwolf, and we seem to... It's a shame that we turned up late to this quiz, because I think we could have won a crisp on that one. It was it was quite a good um, uh, a quiz. I quite enjoyed that, uh, drinking a few cocktails at night as well, which was great. Um, to, to accompany this... Um, this episode then and this point of the podcast go and re-watch uh, Willy Fog Around the World in 80 Days as well um which is the obviously the animation um based on um it actually came uh, before Around the World in 80 Days but it's obviously based by the Jules Verne and um, uh Phileas Fog Around the World in 80 Days and episode 21 is quite a good episode So bringing the story back to Christmas in South Cheshire then, what are you doing for your Christmas festivities? Are you going to the local panto? Are you going to see the local nativity and the families and the children? Are you going to work? Are you going to listen to some music and eat some great food and drink? Or watch the local television and, and see what's going on there or the national TV shows? Well, it's up to you, isn't it? Um... I've been quite lucky to eat some meals out with some friends uh, this Christmas, including the Rookery Wood, the Beef Eater, the Haslington Bakery, um, further afield Congleton as part of the Christmas festivities and still managing to try and eat my soup as well and healthy uh, B12 cereal. 
really really important drink lots of water as well um there's been some really really nice places but i've tried to choose the healthier options but it is it's not easy to to eat healthy in december and my friends have said that so it's but it is nice to to get dressed up and um to to feel good about yourself wearing some nice clothes so there is i suppose at this time of the year the catering and hospitality um industry is quite popular even with the cost of living i think it's um, really really um important to to um to you know participate in these events you know life's too short so i think i've watched some of the food network channels um i've already mentioned um jamie oliver of of course he's quite um a, a, a big foodie isn't he um james martin of course there's so many i even watched um donnell the other day the um the, the irish um cook he was really really good um and there are so many shows out there even the american lady um the pioneer lady on food network she's good and of course um Ina garten and Dealey smith so um if you are at home this christmas looking at some television for you to watch um your soaps are on as normal so you've got your eastenders uh, on bbc one and bbc iplayer of course you um emmerdale coronation street on itv and that's going to be repeated isn't it normally on quite a few times um throughout the festive period it looks like we've got um a special on christmas day of strictly come dancing at 5 t uh, 5 10 p.m on bbc one We've got The Greatest Showman going to be on Channel 4 Boxing Day at 7.30pm Channel 4. Um, we've also got Doc Martin. Um, it's going to be on, uh, it looks like it's going to be on Christmas Day, 5 past 9 on ITV1. Um, interestingly enough, The Greatest Showman was on television when we were on the cruise. Didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, I did see um, that it was actually about the museum. So that was great. So Boxing Day at half seven for The Greatest Showman. So um, according to um, all the radios um, we've also, and, and the television specials, we've got the Call the Midwife Christmas special coming up at Christmas Day on 7.55pm on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. And interestingly enough, another show, programme, um, which is aimed at the families. Uh, we used to have The Snowman and Box of Delights and Chronicles of Narnia, but this year we've got The Boy, The Mole and The Fox and The Horse, which would be a fantastic uh, Sunday night um, drama, but it's actually on Christmas Eve at 4.55pm on BBC and iPlayer. To listen to this episode, please visit Captivate.fm and search for helping-hands.captivate.fm, helping-hands-with-captivate.fm and the accompanying Spotify playlist on Gale GLT84. Um, and you can find this on Spotify on GLT, accompanying soundtrack, music playlist, series 3, episode 11, a museum and days out
think um, through Lynn, through the people for the the museums, I think I think you find out um, about the characters and the um, inspirational people and who they are. And I think we're all finding out who we are. And it's really, really interesting looking at people from the past and um, predicting, um, um, you know, like, like space travel and what's going to happen and that kind of thing and history and scientific developments. And it's all about people, isn't it? So if I was ever to talk about people songs, I would say, um, look at some really, really um, inspirational songs here. So Spice Girls, Who Do You Think You Are? Um, Follow the Leader, um, ooh, ooh, that one. Um and Tarantino's New Star, which would be some of the Tarantino's New Star is obviously by um North and South, and then I've also been looking um at some of the songs um, that I hear on radio too. So there's so many out there. I mentioned Jacqueline Wilson earlier from Tracy Beaker uh, fame, but some of the songs that I've heard recently are um from the eight um and the eighties. So including Simple Minds and Sanctify, Valerie um, is another one from the 80s, and Mike and Mechanics, um, some of the songs are memorable that sound very Christmassy, but they just seem to be in your head for a very long time, and they have some really um, inspiring videos. But so I've just been talking about Christmas um, and local eateries, because it is all about singing, but looking at the supermarkets now, and the cost of living and what you are putting in your shopping basket seems to be um, a, a very popular topic at the moment. So today, local supermarkets have um, a partnership agreement with many brands, what's found in the museums and the old local corner shops. We, we see it in many, lots of dramatations, people talking about this, but we see upon the research in the supermarkets as well. So many contractors from the popular brands come into supermarkets to work alongside consumers, retail colleagues and managers alike to present the confectionery and the wholesale goods with the brands and lines that they sell every day and present every season, including Easter, Halloween, Christmas and other seasonal festivities. They present them in such a way to optimise the selling point for the popular brands that I saw in the museums, including Nestle, Cadbury's, Mars, Round Trees and Fries. And families and children and big kids enjoy looking for those treats. I know myself the family tradition of buying Cadbury selection boxes and tins of chocolates and confectionery for Christmas is one of the things to look for where we have two chocolates every day and we used to go to both sides of the family and that was really, really nice. And as a child and today, as consumers, we are looking forward to walking around the, the supermarket, choosing our favourite foods and watching the food programming and adverts from the past and today, which invites us to buy and enjoy those treats um, from the supermarket and find the best value for money. They're normally um, based at the front of the store, so they're in eyes reach for you to choose your favourite brands. So thank you to each of the museums for um, proving and inspiring me to create a storyboard and in create and look at your story um, as part of the Helping Hands podcast. And thank you to introducing me to all of the, the brands of chocolate and to see them in the supermarket. Um, it's really nice to go in the supermarkets and see how the uh, colleagues and the staff and the friends have presented them. 
and knowing that these brands that started back in 1800 for example are still going today um, and it's nice to see how all the podcast numbers follow around now um, earlier in the podcast series I think I talked about the actor Joshua Jackson and his characters Pacey Witter and and Charlie Conway in Mighty Duck so thank you to to Joshua Jackson for portraying these characters um, he seems to be a leader in his field um, and there was such anxiety in his character um, that he learned to develop and, and grow and he stuck up for himself um, along the way, which was which was great, really, to see the radio links. But um, talking of science, which I've looked into the museums and human stories and future and space travel, a great series, American series, that I do like watching, which I really want to watch the uh, last episode again, uh, would be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 13, episode 13, um, starring Ian DeCasterhart as uh, uh, Leo Fitz. Um, it seems to be a very interesting story at the end where they go back into all the uh, time periods. And um, he is a great character actor, actually, because he played um, a young James Harriet in um obviously based on the all creatures and small which is all about animals so he was he was great in both of them but there's something about them two shows um and that actor he's a very inspirational character actor but i do love agents of shield and to me all the um characters how they have that family and friend relationship it really inspires me um so yeah it's it seems to uh, uh relate to some of these songs so going back to previous podcasts then the Back to the Future, um, 1985, uh, Robert Zemmerich's Singing in the Rain, of course, for 1952. The whole story, um, some of the uh, Monty Python, so Around the World in 80 Days, the show from the BBC. Some of the songs that they did on some of their shows, including That's Alright, um, The Flying Circus, um, and some of the sketches that they do are really right. Well... They are really good, aren't they? Not just all right, they are really good. Um, and then other sketches in the 70s, including Sesame Street, so your Cookie Monster and Elmo, really, really, um, really good sound effects and really, really funny stories. But like, like you know, this podcast is all about people and their lives and influences. Um, so thank you um, to um, people for reminding me on... Um, how it's so important to listen to music for fun and recreation, getting the right communication in uh, key difficult situations. Uh, definitely learned that in the museum and having the right people um, in the right place at the right time. Um, and looking um, at the museums and obviously in the Hack um, Green Museum, the right communication um, is apparent, isn't it, to, um, to, to have everything moving. Well, if you would like to be a guest on this podcast series, please listen to my work on helping-hands.captivate.fm, helping-hands-with-gale.captivate.fm and look for the company in Spotify playlist on Gale GLT84. And if you wouldn't mind, um, which would be a great help to both of us to, to get involved, if you could send me a brief email with what you want to talk about, your influences, how you help yourself and others, your your Spotify choices, and a little bit about your story. You can contact me on gailturn884 at gmail.com. I will see you all in the next episode. Have a fantastic Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you.